the Baseball 365 Podcast, and here are your hosts, Justin Hughes and Andrew McQuiston. Welcome to episode 114 of the Baseball 365 Podcast. My name is Justin Hughes, and thank you for taking some time out of your week to spend with us today. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Baseball365Pod. You can follow myself at Justin Hughes365, and you can follow Andrew at AMCQ82. If you haven't done so yet, join our Facebook group, Baseball365. Over there, we just crossed over the 2,500 member mark, and we are talking about baseball every day. It's popping right now with us being so close to the season, but even in the off season, even in the dead of winter, there are people talking about baseball every day in the group. And the best way you can support the show is to go to iTunes. If you took a moment to leave us a five-star rating and write a review for us, it's a good way to help us get our name out there, and we would be very appreciative. And as always, all of these plugs can be found in the show notes below. On tonight's episode, it is the final episode of the offseason, and it is time for our third annual preseason predictions episode. Andrew and I are going to give our division winners, World Series prediction, award winners, and then make our bold predictions for the 2021 season. And at the end, we'll take some, We I put it out to the Facebook group, Baseball 365, and we got some bold predictions from members of the group also that we'll be reading off and talking about. And now it's time to ask Andrew the final question of the offseason. And Andrew, in redraft leagues, which players did you end up getting the most shares of? Um, I think it was pretty much what I the guys I named off last week. <laughs> um, Andrew Vaughn. Uh, well, I have one draft left, and but of the ones I've done, I'm pretty sure Andrew Vaughn was the most. So, and Adam Eaton. Donaldson they're the basically like I said the guys I named last week so I'm pretty sure Vaughn's number one though uh for me I'm in six redraft leagues this year five of them are draft and holds in one auction and there were two players I had four shares of and two players I had five shares of um the two players with four were Jose Altuve to no surprise and Miguel Rojas with the Mariner or Marlins the shortstop for the Marlins at um, both of them were four and two pitchers. I have five shares of Adam Wainwright, which is not a surprise, but this other one, I think, I think it would take you a while to guess this other one without, I saw looking. it. You did see I it. Saw it. Yeah. <laughs> Danny Duffy, five out of five shares in, um, draft and hold leagues. <laughs> I wouldn't have called that one going into the off season, but I guess I've, I don't know. I guess I like him a little more than the field. I took him in reserve rounds every time, but either way, Danny Duffy of all people is up there tied for most shares. I always had a little bit of a soft spot for him. I had him the one really good year. So, uh-huh. so anyway, we got a lot to pile into this episode, so we're going to jump into it right now, Andrew, and we're going to get into our division winners and wild card teams, and we're going to start off with the AL East. Yeah, who do you got? I'm going to start this off with a bang, and I am going with the Toronto Blue Jays. Wow. To win the, to win the AL East. Wow. Okay. Yep. Thanks for listening, Just everybody. The, uh, We're not topping that. 
<laughs> I was kind of, I was kind of like, um, thinking about, I was like, man, I, I wish this wasn't the very first one. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. I think the offense is great. I think they'll add some pitching throughout the year. And, um, yeah, I just think that they have so many guys that are on this upward pr- trajectory to where, you know, you get improvement from this guy, improvement from that guy. Obviously, you know, they've got guys that are established too. And yeah, I just think that their offense is going to absolutely crush all year. So I think it's close. I almost took the Yanks, but um, yeah, I'm taking the Jays. Their offense is awesome. Uh, the man, I that takes some stones. Good for you, man. <laughs> Good for you for that. I went with the easy answer here, and I took the Yankees in a runaway, as I said. Um, I think they'll win by at least 10 games. Maybe we'll make that bet. Uh, 10 games? I'll give you 10 games with the Yankees and Blue Jays. Yeah, I'll take that. All right. So we'll just set it as if it's 10, it's a chop, or if they got to win by at least 10. That's fine. No, 10's a chop. That's fine. Okay. Wow, that's our first division bet we've ever made. All right. Okay, got it written down. Well, I took the easy one there. So let's and I don't really have much to add with That's you. a good that's a good pick. I mean, I had them like at first and I just thought about it. I was like yeah, I'm just going to go with. I mean, it's never all the teams you expect, you know. Correct. So Correct. Yeah, I just that was kind of my out of all these, that's my shocker, I guess. Yes. Th- definitely threw me off. <laughs> Like I said, started off with a bang here. Yes, you did. All right, let's go with the Central. Who do you got? Central, I've got the White Sox. The um, up-and-coming White Sox. Yeah, I just a lot of talent. Sucks they lost Eloy, but, yeah, I just feel like they're really, really good. And, um, yeah, I think they're the best team in that division. Man, I really struggled with this one with all three teams, to be honest, with the White Sox, the Indians, and the twins i think the indians are a third for me so it, it after the more i thought about it but i did go with the twins so we're already to over uh, two and having the same picks here but i don't feel great about it i really don't i think this one's going to be a real tight race so okay moving past that one let's get over to the west who do you got i'm gonna say oakland repeats oakland takes in the uh AL West, yep. So we got a match there. Nope, all oh. three of them are different. I got Houston, and actually, I got the Angels. I like I I was going between Houston or the Angels with it. So nice. we're we're well off on this one. So yeah, yeah I, that's all right. It's actually good. Yes, it's, bo- it's boring to have, <laughs> and I feel like we always a lot of times we have the same. So it's good to be a little different. Now I I think a lot of the Astros. Um, are going to have a big step up, bounce back this year. I don't. I mean, their pitching is n- not where it's been the last couple of years. But Framber Valdez sounds like his injury won't be as bad as expected, and I think they'll make some moves in season and get some more pitching also. To where, yeah, I'm 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 going with the Astros there. All right. So, who are your two wild cards? Uh, Yankees have to be one of them, right? Yeah, Yankees are one. And the Astros are my other one. Yankees and the Astros. So that means I'm trying to think of who that means is not making the playoffs. That means the Twins aren't no, making the playoffs. No, 
Yeah, no twins, no, no rays. No rays. Yeah, that's probably the controversial one, but uh, I don't have the rays in there either. I've got um the White Sox as a wild card and the Angels as the other wild card. So Nice. I don't that the, I guess the surprise your division winner I don't have in the playoffs with the Blue Jays. So sorry to our Canadian friends. I um <laughs> Blue Jay fans. They could, they could easily finish third, but Yeah. Yeah, just I give you a lot of credit. I feel like, I love I feel like you... there's yeah, there's always like like I said, there's always that um the one you don't expect, you know. Yep. There all there always is. Yep. So there is. Okay, let's move over to the National League. Uh the East was another one that I found to be very difficult to pick from. So who did you take? Uh I actually didn't feel like it was that difficult. I took the Braves. Have you I looked at the Pakota? I just think they're the best team. The Pakota standings? No. This might surprise you. The Pakota standings have the Braves as the fourth place team. Can you? Wow. I was shocked when I saw that. And this is our first um, matching division. Who did, they have, who did they have fifth? Uh, fifth? Philly? Philly? Miami. It was oh, se- Miami. Miami was 70 wins. And then... Atlanta, Philadelphia, and Washington all with 83 wins, so it's really tight. And then New York with the Mets with 91. So Pakota thinks the Mets are going to run away with this. I shouldn't say run away, but they have them winning pretty big, and I just don't see the gap like that. And I, I personally, I trust the Atlanta bats, and they're pitching. I mean, adding Charlie Morton, they they're going to get Soroka back healthy, and yeah, I'm going with the Braves. Okay, NL Central. Who do you got? I'm going with uh, with your team. Going with the Cardinals, the huh? St. Louis Cardinals. Yep. Yeah, I think the the Central's. I feel similar, kind of, to how I did last year. Um, like the all four teams just have a shot, other than the Pirates, who might not even win four games. But um, <laughs> yeah, the, I, I like. Yeah, I think the Cardinals are the best, but I I don't think it's um, by much, you know? Like, I won't be surprised if it's any of the other four. A month ago, I thought the Cardinals were the best team in the division. After this spring training, I don't feel they're the best team. Their pitching staff is maybe the worst pitching staff I've seen in 10, 15 years. Um, Mikolas is hurt. They got Kim hurt to start the year. I I mean... once you get past Jack Flaherty, the ace, you got Adam Wainwright now as your two. Carlos Martinez is your three. I'm really concerned about that, along with the fact that their lineup, I mean, I don't know. I'm starting to have some wonder. I'm I'm having my questions about what Arenado is going to do this year. He didn't have well, a Well, the, the Brewers have Brad Anderson in their rotation, so. All true. That is true. So <laughs> And the Cubs, the Cubs rotation is weak. I mean, yep. I don't know. I don't know. I just I don't have a good mojo feeling about the Cardinals going into the year. I don't. So I picked the Brewers. But I agree with you that it's close. I actually thought I would surprise you by taking somebody other than the Cardinals. But with you saying that all four are close, I guess you're in the same boat with me. I think they're close enough that any of them could probably do it, you know. I actually think that the Cubs are going to finish fourth. But um, that said, I mean, I wouldn't be that shocked if they won the division. Does so. the front office want them to finish fourth so they can sell? 
I mean, it seems like it's trending that way. Yeah. I was wondering what you'd say to that. Yeah. It's, I mean, it, it seems like it's trending that way, but it just kind of feels like one of those divisions that could be the division winner wins like 85 games or something. Yep. And, you know, it's by far that like nobody is projected in Pakota to get to 90 wins. Do we even need to read the NL West? <laughs> well, I've got a follow-up question for you after we get to it. Um, well, actually, I don't, but we're both taking the Dodgers. And yeah. That one, pretty easy. Unless you I, I would have thought you were, I thought the Yankees were going to be the other easy one, and I was wrong on that. So, let's get into the wild card then. Actually, no, I got a Dodger question, something I was meaning to ask you about that I've been reading this last week. Are you concerned with Kershaw's diminished velocity this spring? Um, he's been touching 88 to 90 instead of his average velo of 91 last year. And I know you've got him in your Rotomasters 1 Dynasty League, and I have him in RM2. Are you no doubt starting him in that league when he's pitching in Colorado with the diminished velocity so far? Because I'm giving legit consideration of benching him in RM2 where I've got a deep staff also. That's the first weekend, right? Yep. He's in Colorado this weekend, the Thursday. Yeah, I'll probably start him. You got more stones than me, and I hope you're right that he has this good start, but I don't think I'm going to. I mean, what are you sitting him for? Like, I mean, it depends who you're sitting him for, but like a normal seventh starter, I don't know. Like, it's Clayton Kershaw still, you know? That's why I specifically asked RM. In your, but I, I think I'm even benching him for something in a redraft league in one of them. I'm nervous. Yeah. Just between the dimensions. I mean, it's one start. Anybody can get rocked. I mean, that's, I, I don't know. Yeah, I'm starting him, though. Understand. And who I'm benching him for in RM2 is uh, Adam Wainwright, who's not a great pitcher, but, you know, I just I feel more comfortable with it. And I'd like to see the velocity up, but more importantly, Adam Wainwright's not pitching in Colorado. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I'll regret it if he goes out there. I, I I probably won't regret it regardless. I'll be ecstatic if he goes out there and pitches well because then I'll feel more confident throwing him out there the next one. All right. Uh, who are your two wild cards? Uh, Padres is a really easy one. I feel like I actually think that they might even be the second best team in the NL, or at least yep. it's pretty close. And... Um, the second wild card to me was really tough, but I went with the Nationals. I got the Padres and the Mets, so we both have the Padres. I got Which is more likely to happen, the Padres win the division or they don't make the playoffs? Oof, man, I think it's probably more likely they win the division. It's close, but I think I'm with you. I mean, yeah, it's close. I think it's I think it's more likely they win the division, though. Projected for 95 wins, they are, and I agree. I mean, I they're closer to the Dodgers than the rest of the pack, in my opinion. They're yeah, they're really good. Okay, so we got our playoff teams. Who's your World Series matchup and winner this year? White Sox and Dodgers. Dodgers win. Wonder when Boring. <laughs> I, I wonder when we're not going to pick the Dodgers to win. I the almost, I 
almost picked the White Sox to win it, but <laughs> at I'm least, take, yeah, Dodgers win. I should say, when is the next time we pick the Dodgers to not be in the World Series? Because I don't remember the last time we picked another National League team. I've always kind of said with, I think I meant, maybe mentioned this last year or the year before, but I've always kind of said with baseball, because it's so random when you get into these playoff series, like you, it's kind of like, you know, the best team doesn't always win. I mean, mm-hmm. um, so when you're picking something like the World Series, it's almost to me like just take the team that you think is most likely to get in. Mm-hmm. Because at least at the end, you know, obviously you're going to have a shot. So it's all for fun, and I get that. But, I mean, the Dodgers are pretty much 100% locked to make it. and Yeah, they're my pick. They're the best team in the game. Well, if you think you're boring, I got the Dodgers over the Yankees in a seven-game series here. So I'm taking the favorite from both leagues and saying they're both going to get in there. So I can't <laughs> say anything about yours. Yeah, Dodgers in, Dodgers in five, I'll say. I didn't actually say that, so yeah. say five. They're so good. All yeah. right. Let's get into what. Let's move on to the next thing. We got so much to do here. Uh, award predictions. And we have an American. We're going to start with the Rookie of the Year awards. And who do you got for your American League AL Rookie of the Year? American League AL Rookie of the Year. Yes, that makes sense. This one's going to shock everybody, but uh, take in Andrew Vaughn. That definitely surprises uh, nobody. (laughs) Yep. AL Rookie of the Year. I think I saw in the. uh, I was looking at odds this morning. He was third behind. a Rosarena and Kellenic. And Ke- him and Kellenic were close, but yep, going with uh going with my boy Vaughn. Excited that he uh made the team. Saw that today, so feels good and see what happens. Looks like he's gonna be be with them all year. So he's gonna have a three or four week head start on the guy I picked, and that is the guy you mentioned, Kelnick. And yeah, it's gonna the American League's got fun to look at and I mentioned this when we get to the National League, but then when you look at the two, like all of the Rookie of the Year, like big guys are in the American League, and the National League kind of sucks this year. I think when looking at yeah. the class, so yeah, I could see plenty of different people winning this award in the American League, but I went with Kelnick. I, I think he's going to be a star right when he gets up. So, but it could easily be Vaughn also. Uh, National League, who you got? I'm doubling down, Dylan Carlson. There you go. Yeah, I still, um, I still believe. I think it's a good time to uh, kind of buy in. I thought in redraft leagues, uh, I thought he would be uh, a little more discounted than he was, but I actually still did wind up getting him in two or three redraft leagues. I think so. Uh, I'm excited about it. I I think he'll be really good. And yeah, he's my pick. In the National League, if you removed Carlson and you removed my pick, which is Cabrian Hayes, the guys who debuted last year who wouldn't be prospect eligible if it was a normal season, remove Sixto Sanchez. He's still prospect eligible, isn't he? I think no. He. I think. Oh he, yeah, no Sixto is. Yeah. yeah, I don't know if I think there's a difference though with being prospect eligible and rookie eligible, isn't there? Or is it the same? Uh, you might. I think you're right, actually. I think he. I'd have to look and see how. I'm not 100 percent on that. I, I forget the exact 
uh, like the cutoffs for that stuff. But regardless, if you yeah. remove those guys, this list would be absolutely terrible for trying to pick who the National League guy. I, like I was trying to think of who it would be, and it's probably like my pick might be JJ Blade if it wasn't for these guys. But I went to Brian Hayes, and I was really slow to buy in on him. But I think I think. He's the only thing in Pittsburgh that's worth being excited about right now. And Yeah, I, definitely. I think yeah, I think he's going to have a good year, but hopefully Carlson wins it. Cuz that means he's doing well for the Cardinals. Uh Cy Young award winners, who do you got for the American League? You say yours first this time. I'm curious. Mine's boring and then I'll guess yours. Um Garrett Cole. I I think he's going to get so many innings and that I just think that's going to be a big difference with him and a lot of the other guys. I think he's going to be the innings leader in the American League. I mean, Beaver's the only other guy I think that could come close to him in terms of innings. And I think my guy will be close. Yeah? Okay, so my guess on your guy... No, I don't want to steal your thunder, actually, because it could be... Uh, it, yeah, why don't you just say who it is? Uh, Lucas Giolito. That was who I was going to say. I thought yeah. I thought that was going to be your guy. Yep. Yeah, I'm going with him. I think the uh, huge, huge season is coming real soon here. So I'm gonna I'm gonna bet on it being this year. But, but yeah, yeah, he's my pick. He's absolutely filthy, and I love Giolito. I've, I mean, what a turnaround he's had in the last couple. Of yeah. Years. No kidding, man. If, yeah, you, if you totally. owned him in 2018, he he gave you a 6.13 ERA, six and a half strikeouts per nine, and 4.67 walks per nine in 173 innings. Hopefully, you bought him in every dynasty league at that point. In our Roto Masters too, he was a bubble player for me going into 2019. I wasn't sure if I was even going to be able to hang on to him. And if it wasn't for the fact that I was hearing he had more velocity in spring, he may not have been on my roster. But because, thankfully, that report got out there that his velo was up, I held on, and thank God, because he's been incredible since. Yeah. Really, the only thing keeping him from being a lead at this point is the um, just getting to 200 innings. That's it. To, yeah. When I say a lead. Yeah, and I feel, I feel like he's going to be a horse for them, like, big time. I mean, Lynn will be too, so. But, yeah, those guys are going to carry. They're going to have a lot of innings. Yes. So. All right. All right. NL. NL. Who do you got? I'm going to go with, I kind of hinted at it last week, but Luis Castillo. Yeah. Kind of be bang the drum all off season. So going to go with him. I There's really good candidates in the NL, and it could be a lot of different guys, but I'm going to take him. Yeah. This one feels like it could go a lot of different directions. DeGrom's the safe one. I'm going to go with you, Darvish. I'm going to say this is the year he gets the Cy Young. He goes to San Diego and has a fantastic season, wins the award. Yeah. All right. AL MVP. This is probably one of my uh, bigger surprises on the surface, but a lot of it has to do with his war totals, and he's on a winning team. And I'm going with Matt. Chapman. Oh. My AL MVP. 
He is fourth in the AL in war in the last uh, three seasons. And, you know, you just combine his offense and his defense. Gets on base a ton. I think the A's are going to be good. Um, it kind of just all adds up. I mean, last year there was a point where he was one of the favorites. I mean, like, real early, you know, just odds and stuff. And Yeah, it's like one of those, it's not like a fantasy, you know, it's not like he's a first-round fantasy pick or anything. But when you just kind of add up the... Uh, the whole thing, it, I feel like it makes sense. I mean, I don't think he's a he's the favorite, but um, yeah, he's just he's my pick. I didn't want to take chalk chalk, and my next guy's kind of chalk. I didn't want to take chalk talk either. Um, and I, it's funny as you were starting to explain this, I'm like, this kind of explains my pick. Just taking the full full war and all the things he does. Yeah, I know what you're. T- I know who you're taking. <laughs> <laughs> Shohei Otani, 30-to-1 yeah. odds. Um, I almost, is that what he is? Yeah. I want to go. I almost want to go make a, a bet good, and see. That's a good bet, yeah. Yeah. I'm like, I don't, I've never done this, and I don't even know how, but I'd like to go put a little bet in on that and see Yeah, if that's worth it. it. That's good. Yeah. Um, I. He's am, getting some, he's getting some pub for. Yes. Like, I'm hearing a lot of people kind of picking him and stuff so i don't even want to give bold predictions and any of that on terms of numbers because like i don't have it in my bold predictions but at the end of the show there are two different stat lines given for him by different people who picked him to be al mvp that we'll get to here in a little while and i just it's fun to look at those numbers and imagine yeah definitely so you said you're going chalk when the national league i think we might have the same guy here who do you got I don't know, because I feel like there's a few guys that are chalked, but I'm taking the best hitter in baseball, yep. Juan Soto. Is that who you picked? Yep. Oh, wow. I, I thought it might have been somebody else. And I was close between a few guys. Like I said, I got the Nats winning, or getting a wild card. And yeah, I mean, uh, triple crown potential, 400 potential. I mean... It's uh, it's going to be pretty exciting to see what he can do these next few years as he kind of gets into his mid-20s. Yeah. I mean, the guy might be doing what Pujols did for that a run. I, I, yeah. I, 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 that might be the level of play. I truly, I truly feel like he is the best hitter in baseball mm-hmm. right now. And he's, whatever he is, 22, 22, I think. Yeah. Yep. Pretty incredible. Yep. He's awesome. And, yes, he's my pick also. Wow. So we finally matched up on one. Matched up, yeah. Saved it for the end. All right, let's take a quick break, and then we got some bold predictions to jump into next. All right, Andrew, bold predictions. These can be normal predictions, you know, just throwing something out there, or they could be things like incredibly bold that you're not saying you think will happen, but you think could happen. That's some, a little caveat we've thrown in the last two years. So I we each got five. You want to go first? Uh, you go first. You want me to go? Yeah, just because I did. 
for the, okay. the other stuff. So. I usually ask you first, so I'll, I'll, I'll lead off. And I will start off with C.J. Cron leading the National League with 40-plus home runs. He goes Mark Trumbo on the league. I was trying to think of the guy that went to the dot or the um, Baltimore – you know, probably five, six, seven years ago and hit the 52 home run season, I think it was, without looking it up. I think C.J. Cron might be the same kind of, have the same thing happen in Colorado this year. He's always been a good power guy. He's had some injuries that have cut seasons short the last two years, and I just think if he stays healthy, he could go bonkers over there. So that's my leadoff. Yeah, he went uh, my last couple drafts it was crazy to see how much higher he was going than before. I guess that's what happened when happens when you go from being unsigned to being a Rocky, but yeah, yeah, it was just, he went, he went pretty high. I want to say in, I think in the one he went in like round eight or something, it was pretty wild to see. I want to say one eighteen or something Jeez, on the board, but yeah, so just, I mean, just pushed up a lot, you know, you're not used to seeing that. So, I have zero Def- shares of him since the since he signed. And I got one or two draft and hold shares before he signed. I was taking him in the mid late 20s. And I I mean I like Cron as I I've I've always thought he's productive when healthy, but I wasn't ready to jump him up to that kind of price, but man. Yeah. He the upside's there, I believe. All right, your turn. All right, my first one won't shock too many people. Um I'm going to say that Ozzy Albies goes 30-25 and finishes as a top 10 fantasy player. He finally does the Lindor season. Yep. He's having a good spring. I think he hit another home run today, if I recall right, or if not, that was yesterday. Ozzy yeah, Albies. I, I'm going to probably die on this hill. So, But, yeah, I'm, uh, I think it's going to take that next step. So. It's in there. I, I, I'm with you that I, I agree that it's in there. The speed is the one thing that's confused me over his career, and but 20 is not a big jump from what he's done. And I fully I said, believe he's I, capable. I said 25. 30-25. Okay, that's a big jump. 30-25, yep. There you go. Yep. If he does that, he's going to win some leagues for some people. Oh, yeah. All right, my number two. Brent Honeywell is this year's Tristan Tristan McKenzie and is a top 150 dynasty asset at this time next year. <laughs> yep. Wow. Going bold. Um, I don't. Yeah, that's that's more bold than anything I've got. I tell you. <laughs> my only my fear is Tampa, and they decide to just have him throw in three or four innings in the major leagues um, when he comes up, but. I don't know. I still think it's in there. I'm happy that he got on the mound and threw an inning there at the end of spring. Maybe this is a real big reach, but I'm just going to go on and say it happens. And top 150 dynasty asset. It maybe it's more like that's, top 200. That's fun. That's definitely fun. I hope he does it, man. I hope so. If if I could pick one of my five to happen, that's the one I'd like to see happen, just for his sake. All right. My second one, I'm going to say that Jordan Romano is a top three closer mm. in fantasy. Not Sal think, Romano? Yeah, not, yeah, I actually <laughs> meant to throw that in. Not Sal Romano. 
Um, obviously, I mean, I'll put a little caveat on there that he opens the season as the closer. I mean, I, I think it's trending that way, but there hasn't been like mm-hmm. official announcement, but it should be him, I think. And, uh, man, I swear, I just, I think he could just be so awesome. Like, and I don't, the other thing is, uh, Dolise is a little banged up. I think I even read that he might start on the IL, which is obviously even, even increases his odds of being the guy. And I just think he'll run with it. Obviously I think the Jays are going to be pretty good. So yeah, I, I feel like everything for Romano right now is just rocket ship all the way up. Like he's, he's got the potential to just be a total stud. Man, if I didn't know that about Delise, and if Ramona starts the year on that gig and is pitching well, they're not taking it from him. That just right. makes me feel that much more confident that it's Romano taking that role. Wow, interesting. Yeah, I guess there's there's actually a report saying that um, they're optimistic Delise will be ready for opening day, but he's been dealing with back spasms, so. Still, that, that it's that, tough. Yeah, they'll be yeah. going easy with him coming in. More reason to put yeah. Romano in that ninth inning, right? Which I think most of us were thinking Romano's more likely to be in that role, but it still felt like it could go either way. That just seems to push it more towards. Um, I almost said Sal. <laughs> Poor yeah. Todd Zola. A lot of you Did, who are on Twitter saw. Yeah, what happened there? I didn't see. I saw. Actually, just tell me. He won. What? Sal. He put a four hundred dollar bid for on his first oh. tab on Sal Romano and won him. Oh my God. <laughs> that is so brutal. It's awful. Awful. Yeah, that's brutal. He's like, well, at least I know who my first cut is next weekend. <laughs> <laughs> he's a. He's been a good sport about it. He's the one that shared the picture on Twitter and all that. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. No words. No. And I, you know, <laughs> you and I know that when I first made the notes last week and I talked about the injury, I actually wrote Sal Romano's name in there originally. Cause I'm like, Oh yeah. Romano and pitcher. I was thinking of Sal and it wasn't until I was reviewing the notes right before we went on that I realized what I had done. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, my third one is a downer. And this guy is going to burn owners who drafted him this off season. And I have done it at least once. And I know Andrew, you have too. So this one is really going to be a downer. Chris sale throws less than 20 innings pitched this year, burning owners who drafted him. I think it's weird what the Red Sox are being so vague about him right now. And just saying they expect him to pitch at some point this season. I think they're going to be out of it, and they're just going to want to tune him up at the end of the year, and he just gets a few innings at the end of the season. Hope I'm yeah, wrong. Wouldn't wouldn't shock me. I got a couple shares, but um, I remember early on thinking it was a good idea to draft him, and then I I thought about it a little more, and I was like, and he's just continued to kind of slip, 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 and. Yeah, you got him after the 20th round in one of your leagues recently, right? Two couple leagues, yeah. Yeah. As, but as I was, he was going a lot higher than that in early drafts. Yes. He's just kind of trended down throughout the offseason, so. Yep. Hopefully I'm wrong. I hope we get a good 120 innings out of him, but I don't expect it. So, all right, who's your third? Uh, my third is... 
Corey Kluber is a top 20 starter. Yeah. And Yusei Kikuchi is a top 30 starter. Nice. Nice. Good job for the yeah. Mariners. Just like both of those guys. Oh, wait guys. a minute. I just said Mariners, but I mean. Yankees I was... and Mariners. Yes. I got Paxton uh, there in my head for a second. Yeah, I I just like both of those guys, where they've gone. And, you know, Kluber's around like the 40, 45th starter off the board, and Kikuchi's later than that. So, yeah, I just think they're both going to return really good value this year. And, uh, yeah, I like both. I don't have as much Kikuchi as I would like, but I do have them in several dynasty leagues. So yeah, think I they're both gonna be, think they're both going to be really good. And I think I have one or two Kikuchi shares this year, and that's it so far. And oddly enough, I've got a Mariners for my Mariner pitcher for my fourth one, um, and it's not anybody you said. Logan Gilbert is the most valuable fantasy pitcher for the Mariners this year, outproducing Paxton and Marco Gonzalez. And here's where I get a little more bold. And is a top 60 pick in 2022 redraft leagues. He's Corbin Burns, basically, is what I'm going to say. He he has the Corbin Burns-type season. And I'm looking, he threw 140 innings pretty really close to in 2019. So, I mean, I think he could get to 160 innings this year maybe. And if he does that, he could, you know, he they could be projecting him for 160, 180 next year. So I'm going to say Gilbert comes out pretty early this year and lights the league on fire and is the new hot guy. Yeah, I hope I hope you're right on that. I definitely grabbed him late in quite a few drafts, so several drafts for sure. I grabbed him in one so I like round that. of an auction league, and I'm I'm not dropping him. I've already decided it's going to be a while before I I let him go. I just have a feeling on him. Yeah. All right, you're up. That's a good one. Uh, Alec Bohm hits 290 with 30 plus home runs and is a top five first baseman in fantasy. Third baseman, right? Is he playing uh, third? first? First or third? Yeah, he. I mean, he's dual eligible, so yeah, top five at the position at his position. Wow, whichever. 290 with 30. That's Chris yeah. Bryant. 30, basically. 30 plus. Yeah. That reminds yep. me of Chris Bryant back in the day when I hear those two stats together. I really, man, I really think that he can hit and hit for power. Like, I think he can do all of that. I mean, you know, there's so many guys where you're questioning, oh, his hit tool or his power. And I just think he has both. I really think that he has a high ceiling. Like, and he, I, I don't know. I just feel like he can hit it. I mean... It's obviously bold, but um, he's young. He's always had the pedigree. He's always been a hitter. Hit well in the minors. Like, there's really no reason to be afraid of or to put limits on kind of what he can do with the bat, you know? So, never struck out a lot. He's never struck out a lot, even for a big guy. So, yeah, I just, I really do like him. You know, Eric Cross tweeted about Alec Baum today. Eric Cross out of fan tracks. He said, Alec Baum reminds me of a young Freddie Freeman. Definitely not a direct yeah. comp, but he said average, above average to plus hit tool with a great approach and plus power. Yep. And yeah, what you just described also, that's young Freeman right there. Uh, I hope you're right. 
Um, my fifth one is going to feel like it's out of nowhere. I, Andrew, I don't even know if you know who this guy is. My fifth one's not. So <laughs> my fifth one will be the most obvious one. But I, I, I literally don't know if you know who this guy is. And that, I mean, that should say something. You might. I, I, I want to know if you know who this is at the end of this. I'll be totally honest if I do or don't. It's a Cardinals first baseman who is starting to get a little play in the outfield. His name is John Nagowski. Do you know who that is? I think I've seen the name once, but I don't even <laughs> rem- but I don't even remember um, why or how. So I think he's the next on the list of many Cardinal players over the last decade or two who break out in their late twenties out of nowhere. It's happened many times over the years with this team. I mean, they've had Luke Voigt, Paul DeYoung. They had um, um, Jose Martinez. Damn, you should have told me. You should have told me so I could take him in the fiftieth round of my draft. <laughs> my drafts. I didn't take him in a single draft and hold. Really, it's just this last week and a half I've really gotten on this. I grabbed him in both dynasty leagues. Fabs spent a buck on him for each, and you know maybe I'll. I mean, it's it's a flyer right now, but. The guy raked this spring, and the problem is he's a first baseman, so that he's blocked there by Arenado. He's looking at him in the minor leagues. He's never struck out much. He's been good at taking walks, and the power started to develop. He hit 15, I think, 15 home runs in 2019. Um, But with this injury to Harrison Bader, he started playing the left field a little bit in the end of spring training after he was raking all spring. And I just have this feeling like they're going to, I don't know if he's going to like day one going to get some play, but I think they're going to put him out there once or twice in this first week. And if he's pinch hitting and hitting well, I just, I could see him working his way into being that left fielder this year. And then next year being their designated hitter and being that, out-of-nowhere guy that just pops up the Cardinals seem to have about every two or three years. He's the next one. Yeah. How's that for a deep, bold that's, prediction? That's a good one, man. That's really good. <laughs> it's only good if I get it right. Right now, <laughs> at least it's fun right now for me because it's it's somebody nobody's saying anything about right now. I'm still I'm still proud of my Garrett Crochet one from last year. Yep. So I don't I don't think I'm gonna uh beat that this year, but Nope. All right, number five, which shouldn't surprise anybody apparently. No, you know what? I'm gonna do a different one because I wrote down like ten. <laughs> um I'm gonna say that Carlos Correa is an AL MVP finalist. Nice. I know yeah. I had that as a prediction last year or the year before. I can't remember which one. Yeah. Um, and to be exact, I will say I said Chapman won it. So I'll say Chapman, Correa, and Trout are the finalists. Wow. But, um, yeah, I just – I've always kind of felt like it's coming. Um, and he kind of heated up in the playoffs and – yeah, just feel like there's one of those years where he's going to be awesome and kind of top of the scale type of guy. I still think it's in there. So, yeah, I think uh I think I have a feeling this is the year. I think he's 
going to be, if not the most valuable Astro, pretty close. And I guess since I said that, then I should be saying he's the most valuable Astro. So, You and I have been beating this drum the last couple of years with Seager and Correa in terms of they're very similar players. Both of them have this really high upside. Seager hit it last year. And yeah, I I'm with you on the I I believe it's there. I hope it happens. Yeah. yeah. All right, Andrew. We're gonna finish this up reading off some baseball three sixty five Facebook group member bold predictions. I about a week ago put it out there for members to make their calls just like you and I just did. And I've got a list right now of twenty two people. That gave some bold predictions. Well, I'm going to read them all. We don't have to react to each and every one of these. But, yeah, as I as I go through them, just kind of feel free to throw in some comments. I'll probably pause after each one. If you got something to say, go for it. If not, we'll move to the next. But um, the first one comes from somebody named Goko. I don't, I don't know if he – I must be an alias that he uses. <laughs> but he picked Ty France winning Rookie of the Year. So – there's a bold prediction with how many American League guys there are. I, hard for me to believe it, but I know that's uh, I know that's Steve Trapani's guy. So yeah, Ty, Fr- Ty France. Yes, so he would be on board with that one too. Yeah, Tim McLeod said something very bold. Our good buddy, he said Ian Kennedy gets more saves than a Roldis Chapman. <laughs> Kennedy's got wow. a shot though. I mean, didn't Leclerc? Didn't they just announce he's having Tommy John surgery? Wasn't it you, you said that today? Or? Yeah. Yeah, they said the clerk's having Tommy John. I think it's – unless they announced something today I haven't seen, but uh, probably Kennedy or Matt Bush, I would think, is going to start as the closer. Yep, and then they got jo- Joel Re- Joel Re- jo- Joely Rodriguez Yeah, also coming back soon. Yeah. I don't. I, I don't remember where I heard this, but I agree with the person who said it. That just feels like a team where the team saves leader is going to have like eight saves, and there's going to be a bunch of guys with that number. Yeah. Um, Brent Carswell picks Dane Dunning to become a top fifteen starting pitcher. That's a nice bold call. I know last year was a big jump for him, and he's expecting another big jump. And then we got Matt Keller, who says Josh Bell is an MVP finalist. I can buy that one. Yeah, I, I, would, I wouldn't mind seeing that. I got hit a few shares of Josh Bell. So. Yep. Well, you and I both I feel, have been... I feel like I didn't get as much as I'd have liked, but um, yeah, I like Josh Bell this year. I think I grabbed two shares, one in the auction league and one in a redraft, um, a draft and hold. Our buddy Kando has a laundry list of them. I'll start off with our your boy, Vlad Jr. He wins AL MVP, 332 batting average, 42 home runs, and 144 RBI. That's all right, tri- that's, the end of, that's the end of the show. That's, <laughs> that's all we need right there. That that's, that's possibly triple crown level if he does that right there. Yeah. Um, oh, I hope! Oh man, I hope he's right. <laughs> That'll be a fun summer, I tell you. And you'll never shut up. <laughs> <laughs> and oh. I tell you as much as much as I love Vlad. I have zero redraft shares wow, this year. Wow, really? I guess zero. that was your you you've been out on taking first base and it's, early. It's a position thing yeah. that. Um, 
I, I mean, I do think Vlad can explode. Like, I totally do. Uh, but, yeah, it was just uh, – I, I, a lot of my targets were in other spots, like position-wise, and I just felt like I could wait in, on corner bats. I did a lot this year. And you weren't taking power um, bats early. And you're also – and you're also, you know – when you're drafting Vlad where you're drafting him, you're assuming that he's going to take a pretty big step up from what he's done. So, um, yeah, I, I definitely think it can happen, but yeah, no shares for me in uh, redraft. I just, just two dynasty shares, but I'm rooting for him as much as I'm rooting for any of the, uh, guys that I have on a ton of teams. So, uh, Rowdy Telez hits 40 home runs is another, then he's got, Jazz Chisholm and Garrett Hampson both go 2020. So I, I wanted to stop there and say, you got to pick one of the two to go 2020. Who is it, Jazz or Hampson? Jazz. Yeah. I I think I heard that the Rockies are actually going into the season with Josh Fuentes as their third baseman and McMahon at second, and Hampson is, again, a utility guy going into the season. Yeah. I, <clears throat> I don't – I mean – I think Jazz is more likely, yeah. Yeah, the playing time opportunity is there for him. Uh, Freddie Peralta is 2021 Corey B- Corbin Burns, and Tariq Skubal battles Andrew Vaughn for Rookie of the Year. And finally, he says, Austin Slater goes 30-30. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the Giants over, isn't it? <laughs> Kick is. He could have said 2020 and I could have bought it at all. I, I, that's kind of like Hampson and Jazz in the playing time thing after, you know, I like Slater and I think I've said that this off season. I've been in on Slater. I'd love to get him some playing. I mean, if Slater, if Slater goes 15, 15, that's pretty good. Yeah. You know, if he gets 450 at bats, I think he can. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Darren Tesido, how do you pronounce that? You know Darren better than me. Do you know how to? Or... I'm not positive on that last name. It's always, there we been, go. Tough. Darren it's always T. been tough one for me. Darren T. Says... Yeah, Darren T. is probably safe. <laughs> Domingo Herman is the second best Yankee starter by the end of the year. So I guess he's predicting Garrett Cole gets hurt because you've already said Corey Kluber is going to have the big year. Um, That's possible, though. Not the well. I doubt. I doubt he's saying that. Um, no, I'm just making a joke. <laughs> Herman's her better than, uh, or not better than Kluber, but yeah. Christopher James had a fun one. The Reds claim all three major awards. Castellanos wins MVP. Castillo wins Cy Young, and Jonathan India wins Rookie of the Year. That's a good dark horse right there for yeah. Rookie of the Year. Yeah, I I actually was. I was irritated. I wanted to get India right at the end of my main event draft, and he just went a little bit before I could grab him. So I've grabbed. I think him he. I think he's a good. Uh, I think he's a good like late, like in uh, Fab League, like right at the end. I think he's yep. kind of a good dart. Good dart to throw. Yep. I'm only in one redraft league with Fab, and he definitely was grabbed. I um, didn't get him in that one. I ended up with Kyle Isbell, though. I'm kind of happy about that one. Um, but India, I grabbed in a few draft and holds really late and kind of excited about that. Uh, Steve Trapani, Adam Wainwright is a top five to 10 NL pitcher and gets Cy Young votes party. Like it's 2010. There we go. Man. Yeah. We both, know we'll both, we'll both be on board with that. Yep. 
Derek Catter says Tim LaCastro finishes top three in steals. He's just got to get the playing time. I think that opportunity yeah. is there if he can get the playing time. And Bobby Dahlbeck hits more home runs than Judge and Stanton combined. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that would be uh, that would definitely be something. Yeah. Well, I think that more says Stanton and Judge get injured and miss yeah. a good portion of the season. But with their history, that's possible. Um, moving on to John Dean. Corbin Burns has 16 wins, a 2-9 ERA, 285 strikeouts, and an NL Cy Young. And then Rosarena wins AL Rookie of the Year and MVP. Some pretty good predictions. Man, there. Burns is so nasty. <clears throat> He's so good. I don't know about the – I mean, that's a high strikeout total because of the innings you yeah. expect, but he can also just get – ridiculous K per nines, you know, so we'll see. He's one of those guys that could throw 160, 170 innings and still get 200 strikeouts, and I wouldn't be surprised. Oh, yeah. Over that, I think, yeah. Definitely. And then Rosarena, you know, that's one of the names. I I, I don't think he had a great spring. Have you been paying attention to him? Yeah, I think he's, it's been a rough spring for him, at least until, like, the last few days. And I don't know. I mean, it could still be. I haven't really seen what what he's done the last few days but steve lotus uh took said something you've already mentioned how do you real quick before we move on how do you feel about rosarena right now not as good as i felt three months ago that would be the way i mean just hearing about how much he struggled with off-speed pitches i think that has me a little concerned that he's not going to see many fastballs to start the year and he's going to have to Hit some off-speed pitches. God, I'm so in, I'm so interested to see what he does. I yeah. have zero shares of him, um, but I don't. It's not because I avoided him. Yeah. Like I didn't really hate where he was going. Um, I just didn't land him. But the the range of outcomes for him is so wide to me. Yeah, I I could see him being really really good and. Like what he's saying, maybe not MVP, but like rookie of the year and stuff. I could see him but, being um, thirty-five and twenty. If I he... could also, I could also see it being really ugly too. Yeah. So I got him in the very first draft and hold the Chris Winder one that we talked about in December, and I tried getting him in a couple of leagues after that, but I never did end up with another share. So I, I have one share for him, which I think right now makes me happy that I at least have one if he pops, but. I'm nervous. Yeah. Steve Lotus, uh, Soto wins the Triple Crown. That's something that you already mentioned possible, and I definitely think that's in the cards for Soto. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. Jeremy Gibbs says Colton Wong's a top 10 second baseman. Kenta Maeda wins AL Cy Young, and Acuna joins the 40-40 club. Which of those three do you think is most likely? Most likely, I think, is Wong's a top 10 second baseman. I figured you'd say that. So, moving on. Acuna going 40-40 or Maeda winning the Cy Young? One happens. Acuna. I agree. Man, that'd be awesome if he did it. Yeah, it would. I think he can do it. He can. 
Todd Boothby says Leody Tavares is a top 20-ish outfielder. Todd apparently didn't listen whenever I said that he's this year's, um, oh shoot, Oscar Mercado. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. So I don't agree with you, but who knows? It's bold. Hey, they're bold predictions. <laughs> That's right. Exactly. Uh, Greg Lambert says Mercado goes 30-20. Eduardo Rodriguez is a top 20 starting pitcher. And I like this one. Uh, all three Marlins pitchers in Sandy Alcantara, Sixto Sanchez, and Pablo Lopez all finish as top 30 starting pitchers. That's a fun one right there. Yeah, definitely. My main event team is rooting for that Mikado prediction to be right. Yeah, I saw you ended up with him. I was rather surprised yeah. that you ended up with the share. Yeah, I tell you, the guys, there's so many guys now that are hurt mm-hmm. that you know, were options that they're just not now. So, so many guys dropping and um, it changes the kind of what you're looking at in a lot of those rounds. It's just guys that you were targeting at one point, they're dropping for whatever reason. A lot of them, like I said, a lot of it's because guys are hurt and just kind of changing the landscape a little bit. So yeah, I grabbed Bancada and round, uh, round six, it was, I think like 81 overall. So, yeah, I'm rooting for that. Fine pick, especially with all the injuries. All right, we got our first Otani one. Ben Briggs says that Otani wins MVP, and this is a stat line he gave. 290 with 25 home runs, 22 stolen bases, 12 wins, a 3.2 ERA, and a 1.13 whip. That wins an MVP if he does that, right? Easy, easily. I don't even think it's – I mean – it's probably unanimous if he does that. Yeah. I'm cheering for it, Ben. And I'm with you on this. Um, Brian Crump says Bobby Dahlbeck hits 50 home runs. Mondesi steals 70 bags. DeGrom, 300 strikeouts. This is another more likely to happen. I, th- I mean, DeGrom, I know you're going to say is probably most likely, correct? Or would you um, take Mondesi? I think the Dahlbeck one is the least likely to happen. Okay. That... Easily. Um, yeah, Mondesi. I mean, I could easily st- see Mondesi stealing 70 bases. Well, I got a question because Dahlbeck's been trendy this spring. But in my head, as I look at him, I just feel like I'm looking at Michael Chavis version 2.0. Where yeah. Do, are, where are you at on him? I, I mean, I think he – you know, it's, it's obvious he can hit for power. I mean, it's more, and I think the price is pretty fair too. Um, in like redraft leagues and stuff, I don't feel like he's moved up enough to where it's like, Oh my God, no. I, when I saw him go the other night, I didn't think anything of it. I actually was kind of start like thinking about it a little bit when he went. Um, the biggest thing with him though, that I just keep thinking is when when Bobby Dahlbeck is on one of these tear, like if he goes on a home run binge or, you know, like kind of like he has in the spring, mm-hmm. uh, but it, it'll have more impact when it's, if it's during the season. Uh, I just feel like he's a sell like in dynasty. Oh, for more sure. so. I mean, and I think he'll probably go on a, one of those runs. Like, I mean, yes. I think he's capable of it, you know, and uh, it's just, it's going to be like I picture it being a hot and cold guy where he's 
the high highs and the low lows. You know, I just feel like that's the type of guy he's going to probably be. And um, when he's on a when he's on a heater, I mean, I feel like you're going to be able to get a good bit for him. Um, especially maybe if it's like in the middle of the season when he's actually had a couple of them or something like that. But yeah, I just feel like it's a guy you sell on a hot streak and uh, get them, get as much value out of him as you can more, more so speaking of dynasty leagues, but yeah, redraft, I don't think his price is unfair really, even though uh, I definitely feel like he has his warts and they're probably going to show up in a 162 game season. I mean, it's easy to, think right now that they're not because he's just kind of been tearing the cover off the ball, but uh, it's a long year and usually things kind of even out. Which also everything you just said there is like Michael Chavis. If you sold Michael Chavis two years ago, whenever he hit 18 home runs with a 254 average in two thirds of a season, you got more value out of him than you would have right now. Yeah. All right, uh, moving on. Nick Hughes says, Andres Jimenez is a top 50 player this year. That's a big jump up right there for him. That's He's got to be dynamite with that 1530-type production. Which Yeah, that's that's one guy that I did not – I have zero shares of. As, um, and a guy that I kind of wish I had. I I should have came up with a list of like guys that I have zero on zero teams that – Wish you um, grabbed one. I wish I grabbed, and he would probably have been on that list of, you know, if I had to say like my top ten or something like that. So I've got kind of bummed. I still got one. I still got one draft left, like I said, but kind of bummed. I don't have some of that, but I also feel like it's trended up so much. I mean, he went pretty high in my draft the other night. I remember thinking, like, man, it's just it's really got to pay off. But triple eligible, and looks like he's got the job. So. Yeah, he's got the job. He's hitting in the lower part of the lineup to start the year, it looks like. Yeah. That said, if he hits it all, I think he can get to that top pretty quickly. Yeah. So, it, yeah. yeah. I could see it going either way for him. Uh, Jared LaRiviere, Tatis wins the Triple Crown, so there's a different player winning the Triple Crown. C.J. Crone hits 25 home runs pre-All-Star break and is traded to the Twins or Astros. <laughs> I could definitely. Uh, maybe the Rockies would actually be smart enough to trade him. We'll see. Um, no, probably not. No. He'll probably be he'll probably be starting in center. <laughs> uh, Tito Luna says Stanton and Judge combined for two hundred and eighty games played. Andrew, what oh, per- I would love that. What percent chance would you give of that actually happening? Um, not high. <laughs> <laughs> I would say I think that definitely qualifies as bold. I definitely. would say like um, probably like a one in five, like twenty percent chance. Yeah, I'd even be lower. Yeah, yeah, something like that's that. That's just what we're saying. But this is bold prediction, so good job, Tito. Uh, Rick Imers, Soto wins the Triple Crown. Uh, we've already had that one. Savali wins the Cy Young. Trout drafted outside the top 10 next year. And Andres Jimenez scores more runs than Lindor. Man, hmm. be weird it's to, interesting. Be weird to actually think about Trout with an ADP outside of 10. Man. I could see I could see that. Yep. I could, I could actually see that. 
if he doesn't run this year, if then it's going to seven it's, bags. Yeah, it's going to go that way. That wouldn't actually surprise me that much. The other ones would. So, um, well, other, I guess we said what we said about Soto Triple Crown, but yeah, fun stuff. All right, we got Stephen Hark. Ian Anderson wins the NL Cy Young. There's a good one. And he, he also says Tristan McKenzie's one of the biggest busts this year, which I think you and I are both kind of in that camp of thinking he's going to disappoint. But I, I just saw James Anderson tweet about Ian Anderson today, and he said something along the lines of, all right, this, yeah. I, I've got to take an L on this one, and I'm, I think he's making him his top pres- pitcher prospect right now. Yeah, I saw that earlier. Yeah, so he's buying in. And I think it. I, th- I think in his words, it was you know you got to quit paying attention to what he was doing a couple of years ago and start paying attention to what you're seeing now, because uh, based off of I guess this spring and last year's. And then we finally end up with our buddy Ben Cartmel. He's got a few of them here. Scherzer, the top producing fantasy starting pitcher, and wins the Cy Young. Solak, Nick Solak hits 290 with 40 home runs plus stolen bases. And to contradict what Stephen Hart, to go against what Stephen Hart said, he says Tristan McKenzie is a top 15 pitcher this year after throwing 175 innings. I'll take half of those. (laughs) Uh, Bregman and Kyle Tucker are the top, both top five in the AL MVP. Will Myers is a top fantasy outfielder for the Padres. That's interesting. Otani AL MVP. We got some. We got another slash line here for you. Two ninety three sixty five fifty slash line with forty five home runs plus stolen bases. A two nine five ERA with two hundred strikeouts in one hundred and fifty innings. Easy MVP if he gets that. Definitely. And Kluber and Bumgarner pitch like it's twenty sixteen. Man, I hope I hope that one's right. I hope that one's right. Yeah, because I have a lot of shares of both of them. Um, I was surprised he said the Will Myers one. I, I mean, was Grish, Grish, Grisham and Fam are both on that team, and he's been touting them all off season. So yep. explain that one to me, Ben, when you hear this, but because I know you're going to listen. But I was just totally shocked by that. I couldn't believe it. Same here. That was exactly my thought when I saw that. Yeah, I I think, man, yeah. And I'm not even saying that it couldn't happen. I like it's just more about who I know he likes, and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it's just surprised. Yep. So there. Oh, and uh, also to uh, Mackenzie, 175 <laughs> under. What over under All... 75? Over. But... <laughs> it's close. I thought it'll be it'll be closer to that than 175 I think. Yeah. Yeah. So there it is. Thank you all of the members of Baseball 365 who threw your bold predictions out. It's fun to just get a list and hear, you know, we hear Andrew and I talk about guys we love all off season. It's good to get a read off other people's and see what other people are saying. Yeah, definitely. Good stuff there. And we're posting this thing it's on what's basically Christmas Eve. It's the night before opening day or the day before opening day, Andrew. What are your opening day plans? Um, I'm going to wake up early and go grab some 
groceries and cook on the grill. Nice. And um, I don't know, possibly have people over, possibly not. Like it would only be like one or two guys probably. But yeah, if if not, it'll just be me and the TV all day, and that's totally fine with me. I don't care. So yeah, I'm I have really nothing to do. I mean, I'm basically anything that I would do that day is going to be early because I'm going to probably want to settle in around ten or so, check all the lineups, and games start at noon. So might go for a run in the morning or something. But I'm going to be uh, yeah, pretty much just watch baseball all day. So. You know, I recently got... and it's gonna be and it's gonna be glorious. What a fun like... <laughs> day! Aren't we starting off with Max and Degrom or something? It's like so that? great. No, that game is I think it's six and it's a standalone. I I'm pretty sure. The um, so the games start at noon, and there's a bunch like I think there's several. I'm pulling it up right now. You can say what your plans are, but the, I'm pulling it up. My plans have changed a little in the last week, but I'll start with the beginning. I uh, I got my vac- second vaccine shot uh, recently, and I am today. I've not been in the gym pretty much for a year, and I'm going back that morning. I'm taking the day off. I'm going to start going to the gym again. I'm really excited about that. But I think tomorrow I plan on going and purchasing a new grill. Uh, we've got a grill that's older. Kind of, I had never grilled growing up, never done it much, and I got a hand-me-down as a little starter grill for the last couple of years, and I told my wife, I'm like, I think I want to go buy one, and I want to go buy one tomorrow. And I think I've gotten her blessing on it, so I'm going to go look for grills and might get purchase one tomorrow. So then make burgers, all that good stuff after I get back and watch baseball all afternoon, but... I did not realize until late last week that my first softball game of the season is that night. I'm not happy about this. Oh. I'm really excited to get softball back. But man, you can't you can't miss it. I'm I'm not going to. No. Yeah. I maybe if I had no, I'm just I'm going to go play. So there for an hour in the middle of all like really it's more like two hours of missed time so i'm gonna be playing softball there's at least there's at least baseball for about 12 hours that day so exactly it's not like you won't get to see anything but you so yeah we got we've got um blue jays yankees is the first game there's actually two games at noon speaking central time because that's what we're on um so ryu and cole okay and then um yeah, and then there's a couple game, few games at one and two, three. They're just kind of staggered, and then at six, there's one game, and it's Degrom Scherzer. Freaking a, that's when my game, my game's at seven twenty, so I'll be messing. And then there's, and then there's um, three games at nine. So Plus there's those. three late, yeah, three late games. It's gonna be a fun day. So yeah, a lot of. I mean, how can you resist uh, this uh, Kyle Gibson versus Brad Brad Keller matchup, you know? (laughs) Well. Flaherty and Castillo. Yeah. That's good. It's the day of the aces. Kyle Gibson and Brad Keller. (laughs) John Means and Nady Evaldi. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) They're not all winners, folks. Maeda Woodruff. One thing to uh, 
for people to keep in mind is uh, Nelson Cruz is probably not going to play that first weekend because they're in NL Park. Oh, I'm glad so you brought just, that up. Just things to think about. I was kind of looking at my lineups and setting them, and I, I mean, I only, I think I only have Cruz on a couple teams now, but, um, I was just looking at that first weekend, and I was like, oh, at Milwaukee, well, probably just park him on the bench. I mean, I don't really think he's going to play. So that's interesting because I think I let's see, I've got Cruz in a couple leagues, and I might have him in the same leagues where I took C.J. Crone early in the. In the, I've got to find where I got Cruz. There he is in that. Probably team. hit two pinch hit, three run homers, but you know, such yeah. is life, right? It's going to be painful. As well, I'll I'll, I'll plug Gritchick in there in this league because he's because Springer's out, so Gritchick's got his value back a little bit. So there Giolito, Giolito, and Bundy at night. That'll be fun. That will be good. That'll be lots of fun right there. And we get to do this every night for six months. <laughs> pretty much outside of a yeah, stretch. glad it's back i mean i'm just really excited that it's not only back but it's looking like we're gonna get a full season yes just get some normalcy back and it's cool you know this opening day it's almost like symbolic to me in ways just like oh we made it through mm-hmm. all of this stuff you know and it's just last year was so rough and it's gonna be really good so and can't wait. Hate to not to be a downer, but more reason to appreciate it right now is we don't know if we'll even start on time next year with right. everything that's coming up. So yeah. appreciate this season for what we got. Yeah, definitely. The game may be completely different this time next year. I think I read it's the first I'm pretty certain this is what I read. It's the first um time that every team has played their first game on the same day since 1968 so all like all 30 teams on one day first game you know because normally slate right there yeah because normally it's you know one game you know the defending champs or they a few games but not all of them or Mm. whatever but yeah every team playing Uh, i mean i guess as long as there's no rainouts but First full slate right there. Looking forward yep. to it. Yeah, I can't wait. And we'll be back some point whenever we decide we got enough data to start talking about something. <laughs> but in the meantime, yeah. I, hope, I hope all of you guys have a great opening day and enjoy this weekend and enjoy watching some baseball again. I Thanks, thanks for sticking with us all off season too. It's been a long ride, but we made it. So. We made it. And we did a ton of drafts. yeah i'm actually i'm ready for guys to not get hurt in meaningless games like it's the worst we're past that point now yeah everybody's gonna be off tomorrow and then if if they're getting hurt in games where you know regular season games it still sucks but man these spring training injuries when you drafted a guy in november or december and you've been waiting this whole time and then he's getting hurt like three days you know a week before the season or something mm-hmm. it just that's a downer yeah downer for anybody who drafted eloy Drown, downer for so oh. many of these others yeah i'm terrible. just i just want to look at some box scores i want to see some fantasy stats i want to ha- have you players. been hit by any of these injuries or I've been rather fortunate. I mean, Grisham, I have Grisham, but that one's not severe. Yeah, he's fine. So I, really, Carrasco, I dodged. Carrasco's the one that, that I got me. him. I do have him. 
I think I have at least one, maybe two shares. Yeah, so, I've got some Nick Anderson too, but it's I, I feel like I can get around that one easier. Yeah. Carrasco's going to hurt. Yep, yep. Yeah, Carrasco was one that hit me. But really, for the most part, I think for not for being in nine leagues, six redraft leagues, I think I've come off pretty well so far. Yeah, so. that's good. All right, well, we'll be back soon. And like I said, everybody enjoy watching baseball this weekend. Take care, everybody. Yeah, take care, guys. Thanks again for listening to the Baseball 365 podcast with Justin Hughes and Andrew McQuiston. Be sure to check the show notes for all the details on today's episode, along with quick links to Facebook and Twitter. If you have a question, a comment, or a suggestion, we would love to hear from you. You can find us at the Baseball 365 Facebook group or send an email to us, baseball365pod at gmail.com. And if you like the show, take a moment, rate us on iTunes. And once again, please join the Baseball 365 community on Facebook. That's where baseball lives 365 days a year. 